Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to the Weeds Are Wild podcast series as a part of Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Tommy Butts, Extension Weed Scientist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. And thank you for joining me today for the first ever episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series. Today we're going to be discussing burned down herbicide options and more specifically in detail ryegrass management ahead of most of our cropping systems in the state of Arkansas. Now the first thing that I wanted to mention is uh, it's really good news to see our temperatures starting to climb back up after that week or even longer of cold temperatures, snow, ice, all of that kind of stuff. Our temperatures coming back up into uh, the 55s and 60s is really critical for us to get an effective kill out of our herbicides and burn down herbicides. Now I say all that and I'm looking out my window currently and I see frost on the ground, which is not a great sign, but our forecast looks really promising over the next few weeks, uh, climbing, like I mentioned, above 55 degrees into 60 degrees for highs every day. Those temperatures, especially for sustained uh, periods of time, like the, the week or two weeks we're gonna have, are really critical to make sure we can get an effective kill. Uh, we need those weeds to be actively growing. When they're actively growing, they can absorb uh, those herbicides better into the system, specifically like systemic herbicides like Roundup and 2,4-D, and really give us a complete kill as those, those herbicides will get translocated throughout the plant. Now, even contact burners like Paraquat really like to have a little bit more heat as well to, to really burn down that vegetation. And so these temperatures are really going to be critical to make sure our uh, burn down herbicides are as effective as possible. Now, one of the first things I wanted to talk about because we get a lot of calls on these are our winter annual broadleaves or our winter annual broadleaf junk, I like to call it. Um, this, this is a range of different weeds that can emerge, you know, henbit, mayweed, vetches, buttercup. Um, there's all kinds of different uh, winter annual broadleaves that kind of pop up out there across the landscape. And one of the first things that I always like to recommend for most of those weeds are a tank mix of 2,4-D and glyphosate, a 2,4-D and Roundup. Uh, that combination is very effective at controlling most of these winter annual broadleaves, and it's a really economical mix uh, for a burndown application. And so it's really, it, it, it's a benefit on both sides because it takes care of a wide spectrum of these broadleaf weeds, as well as being very economical for our growers out there. Now, I will say that mix specifically is really the best option if we are in a conventional tillage system and we have another spring tillage event that's going to be coming down the line here before we plant um, because that 240 and Roundup can get into those plants, be working internally, and even if they don't completely 100% kill those weeds, they should damage them up pretty good and then our spring tillage event can really come in and completely finally finish off any of those weeds that are up. Now, I will also mention Paraquat may be a good option in certain situations. Uh, one of the situations that's been popping up, uh, both Dr. Tom Barber and I have received some pictures and phone calls on common groundsel, and we've had reports that, that Roundup and Paraquat, or I'm sorry, Roundup and 2,4-D and glyphosate just aren't uh, being able to control that weed effectively. And so we might need a burn down, uh, a burner option such as Paraquat to really effectively get rid of common groundsel out there. So again, in certain situations, Paraquat may be a good option for controlling some of these winter annual broadleaves as well. Now, I mentioned that for a conventional tillage system. If you happen to be in a reduced tillage system or no tillage system, you know, something where maybe you're only going out to rehit beds and that's the only kind of tillage event that you're going to have out there, you really might want to consider adding a residual product in the tank as well, like Valor. 
Uh, and now that may be a little dependent on wheat concerns and how far out your planting is and those kinds of things. But adding in that residual product, especially in these reduced tillage situations, can help make sure we don't have any more flushes emerge of winter annual weeds. It also can help with some of those uh, you know, early summer annual flushes and, and help control those and uh, help us basically start clean when we do plant so we don't have any vegetation emerge at the time of planting. Um, so now Valor is pretty much primarily a broadleaf material, so it won't help on a lot of grasses, but a lot of that, uh, a lot of the broadleaf junk that we get concerned about, Valor can help uh, give us that residual and help us start clean before we plant. Now the one concern with adding in Valor into a mix is we do have to watch back, uh, watch our plant back. Um, for Valor, for most crops, it's a 30-day plant back, and so just be aware that if we are adding that into, uh, into the tank to watch what that plant back interval for uh, the cropping system that we plan on putting on that ground. Now, jumping into the ryegrass situation where I wanted to get into a little more detail, uh, resistance concerns for ryegrass across the state are continually increasing. And, and by far the number one phone call we get for spring burndowns is trying to manage ryegrass. It's definitely our number one uh, burndown weed we need to be concerned with. Um, ALS resistance is ALS inhibitor resistance is really thought to be widespread across the state. Um, the last time a, a resistance screening survey was conducted on ryegrass uh, in 2012 showed that about 60 or more percent of the populations that were screened came back as ALS inhibitor resistant. However, both Tom and I have gotten some reports that in, in some areas, ALS inhibitors have actually been working quite well yet when in addition to Roundup. Um, and so I'm not saying that that's the case all over the place. And if you know you have ALS resistance, it's definitely not an option. Um, but in certain situations where we first suspected that we may have ALS inhibitor resistance, uh, something like lead off has, plus glyphosate has actually been showing to have some pretty good activity on ryegrass in these areas. So that may be an option. Now, like I mentioned, lead off, that is going into corn because a lot of our other crops, there's a pretty big plant back interval there. So be aware of that, but that may be an option to try and help manage some of our ryegrass in certain uh, situations across the state. Now, I mentioned glyphosate or Roundup. Uh, that also can be an option in some areas, but again, we've had a lot of reports of glyphosate resistance across the state, especially in South Arkansas. It's very widespread, but it has increased uh, north of I-40, and we've had several reports of glyphosate-resistant uh, ryegrass uh, in northeast Arkansas as well. So definitely glyphosate is becoming a, a, a limited option for our ryegrass management across the state of Arkansas as well. So that gets us down to clethodim, uh, which can be a very beneficial option for trying to successfully manage our ryegrass. But there are some severe resistance concerns again in South Arkansas for clethodim resistant ryegrass, especially because right across the river in Mississippi, there's several counties that have confirmed clethodim resistant uh, right across the river there. So there is some major concern for clethodim resistance, especially in South Arkansas. As well as I've had numerous phone calls concerned about the 30-day plant back to our corn and rice crops. Uh, and with us already reaching, you know, the beginning of March here, that plant back interval is, is very tough to adhere to uh, effectively uh, ahead of those crops. So that's a challenge when we're trying to use clethodim to effectively control our ryegrass. So with all the resistance concerns and potential plant back issues and things like that, we really get down to one option, and that happens to be Paraquat, which uh, may be our only option in some of these situations. And I will mention that with Paraquat, although it is effective on ryegrass, a lot of the times you probably need to expect that it's going to take two shots to effectively kill out that ryegrass completely. 
Um, and so, you know, you, we really want to plan on probably having a, an application of Paraquat now and then two to three weeks right at the time of planting uh, whatever our crop is. We want to make sure to throw out that second shot of Paraquat to really kind of finish off most of that ryegrass that may be up. Now, we also have the capabilities to add a Photosystem 2 or PS2 inhibitor into our Paraquat mix, and that greatly enhances the effectiveness of Paraquat. So things like Metribuzin ahead of soybeans, uh, Diuron ahead of cotton, Atrazine ahead of corn, those PS2s mixed with Paraquat will greatly enhance the activity of that on our ryegrass and help kill out that, uh, that weed species as well, even more than Paraquat by itself. Now, I mentioned the importance of getting this ryegrass killed out before the crop is up uh, simply because, especially in things like row rice or corn, once that ryegrass is up, there's really no options post-emergence in those crops to effectively control this, especially if we have glyphosate and ALS-resistant uh, uh, varieties of ryegrass uh, or, or subspecies of ryegrass out there. We really don't have an option in corn and row rice anymore to try and kill it post. So we need to get it in, you know, under control ahead of crop emergence. Otherwise, it's going to be there the rest of the season competing with our crop. Now, for more details on resistance and management of Italian ryegrass, make sure to go online and, and, and download our fact sheet 2191, Management of Italian Ryegrass and Agronomic Crops. We go into a lot more detail in that fact sheet on management and resistance and all those types of things. So it's a great resource to have if you're concerned uh, about Italian ryegrass in your area. So with that, I just wanted to hit on a few uh, final overall reminders. Uh, you know, one of the first things I wanted to mention was to make sure that our temperatures are warm enough for an extended period of time, which our forecast really looks promising. It looks like we're on the right path there. The next thing you really need to know what weeds you have out there and what resistances you might have so that we can appropriately select uh, our herbicides. Um, so it's really critical to get a weed ID or also, again, you know, know if you have glyphosate and ALS resistance or if you have clethodifferent resistance or those kinds of things. Make sure you're aware of those so that we can appropriately select herbicides and save ourselves from having to make multiple applications just because of a, a failed attempt at, as we selected the wrong herbicide for our situation. Now, I also mentioned some other herbicides like Valor or Leadoff or Clethodim that have plant back intervals to a lot of our cropping systems. So make sure to pay attention to those plant back intervals uh, and maybe download or, or get a copy of the MP519 that we have out there, the row crop plant back intervals for common herbicides. This will uh, make sure that we can watch that and, and we reduce our, our chances of crop injury as a result of some of these burn down applications. And then finally, I wanted to mention if you're relying on Paraquat, you know, expect to make two applications with that, especially for ryegrass control. We want to have one early, you know, about this timing, and we want to make sure to come back with that second paraquat application to finish everything off right at the time of planting. Uh, and we can mix that with our residual herbicides that, we're, that we were planning on spraying pre-emergence anyway, and we have that burn down plus our residuals going out. So we can finish off our ryegrass and then start right away with our residuals into our cropping system for the year. So thank you for listening today uh, and joining us on this first ever episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast. If you ever have any questions, please feel free to get a hold of me. Um, and please join us next week for the second episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast. Dr. Tom Barber will be discussing some different herbicide resistance concerns across the landscape. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Weeds Are Wild podcast series on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.edu.